Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy Podcast. I'm Alison Perry and you're listening to a bonus episode. Today's bonus episode is all about protecting yourself from being a victim of fraud and is brought to you in association with Take 5, a national awareness campaign led by Financial Fraud Action UK and backed by Her Majesty's Government. For this episode, I wanted to speak to someone who'd been a victim of a scam. So I asked mum of three and family travel blogger Katie Ellison to return to the podcast to share her experiences. Katie and her husband John were tricked out of thousands of pounds when they received a text message that they wrongly thought had been sent by their bank. Here's her story. Welcome back to the podcast, Katie. Thank you. uh, You're becoming a bit more regular, aren't you? I know. Slightly different setting this time, though. Yes, last time we were in Florida. We were in Orlando. Now we're in my front room. Yes, your front room in Cambridgeshire. It's a very nice front room, (laughs) though. Thank you. And um, yeah, you've got gorgeous pom-pom cushions. Yeah. Well, you did, you did make me take my shoes off at the front door. Yes, always. Um, which is very <laughs> unlike my house, where it's just really just tramping oh, around. Oh, really? Yes. Ah, uh, no, always. Only for this rug, really. Oh, you've got a beautiful cream rug. Yeah. I can see why, looking at it, you wouldn't want... And it's want... sunny today as well. So yeah. it's kind of like we're in Orlando, if we imagine it. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Katie, um, we're actually here to talk about something quite serious, yes. aren't we? Unlike last time, where we, we chatted about family travel. Um... I wanted to chat to you a bit about your experience mm. with fraud. Was it a couple of years ago that you were a victim to a text scam? Yes, so it was a couple. Was it? It was two, it was two years ago. The Christmas just gone because it was just before Christmas. Apparently, that's actually quite a common time because people are off guard and mm. they're so busy with all the like Christmas entails that actually it's you see quite a spike in cases like that and because, they're probably because they're spending money yes, and, and they might not be as noticing yeah coming and, out of their bank account spending and, large amounts yeah. maybe in places that they wouldn't shop yes, in every day yeah, yeah so when we were on the phone to the bank a lot they did actually say that it was quite a common common time where they saw sort of more spikes in it really so what happens with you guys so basically it's a very very long story but john one afternoon i can sort of picture it as clear as day it was kind of around that sort of 
busy time again when you're kind of trying to get the kids ready for bears. It was about half past five, six o'clock. And I was sat in our little kind of upstairs office at the time in our old house. And he got a text through and he said, oh, I'm just going to ring the bank. So basically he got a text saying um, that he had made a transaction and was this correct if it wasn't to call the bank. And basically the transaction had been for... Um, PC World. We'd bought a laptop um, about a month or so or three weeks before and this transaction said it's for PC World and it was about £50 difference. So John was a little bit confused. And was the text, did it come from a random number or did it come from the bank? It came from, it was on the same thread, um, you know, message thread as some of the other messages that John had got from the bank, like the genuine messages. So Mm. they'd managed to get into the thread and it said, it looked exactly the same as a normal message and it just said can you, you know, if it's not correct, give us a call so John gave them a call so was there a number in the yes, text there was a number and you know you can click on to the the number in the text and like I said again exactly the same as any other text it looked identical it was in the same thread so um he gave the number a call and he got through it was exactly the same normal Santander hold music it was just you know exactly the same same kind of recognizable voice doing it you still had to sort of input the same things to get through to different things so press one yeah. for this press two for yeah, this exactly and so then he got through to somebody and again nothing seemed out of order you know how sometimes you can hear people in the background like yeah. other people like in a call center yes yeah and it sounded like that as well and he got through to this really well-spoken man again like you know nothing seemed I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what criminals sound like <laughs> but he sounded you know like quite quite normal and um basically he was talking to John and he said about whether there had been any unusual transactions so he First of all, again, he knew information about John. So he, I don't know exactly what information he knew, but he knew things, you know, from, you know, like he seemed to know stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so he basically, you know, you have to get through that kind of security. It was all the same thing. Um, And the one mistake that John made in all of it was that he asked for two digits of the internet bank passcode and it's really easy to say, oh no, like you never give out your internet bank passcode. Like, you you know, you can give like two digits of your account number Mm. and that's okay. Um, And it's really easy in hindsight to go, oh God, that was stupid. Like you'd never normally do that. But John was just a bit confused and it all seemed, you know, really above board. So he gave these two digits of, um, you know, like they ask you for the third and fourth digit or whatever. Because when you log on to your bank quite often, that is what they ask for. Exactly. So, you know, it is really easy to think, oh no, I wouldn't do that. But when you're kind of in that situation and it all sounded above board. And um, yeah, so he obviously knew other information because he was able to get they were able to get into the account with just those two digits Mm. so they must have known other information about us because obviously you need to have more information than just you've got other things to get through so anyway um he was on the phone and he said to John um have you made this transaction and John said no um and then he said to him okay well we're just going to check this out and while John was on the phone he must have been on the phone for a good sort of half an hour or so And while he was on the phone to him, the guy was saying, oh, you know, like, you should probably think about upgrading your account. Like, just the general stuff they talk about. And then he even said, like, oh, so what are you getting your kids for Christmas? Which is just so awful, isn't it? Like, oh, what are you going to get your kids for Christmas? And, oh, it sounds like you're busy there because the kids were sort of running around in the background. John got a text through saying do you confirm this £300 payment? To which, you know, he didn't do anything. By this point, he 
was starting to, I could tell, because I was listening, thinking, what is he doing? Um, and I could tell he was starting to think, what is going on? And he was mm. going, why do you need this? So they said, oh, will you confirm, like, do he got a text through saying, do you confirm this amount of £300? He didn't do a thing. And within a second, another text came through saying, thank you for confirming, or however they say it, the £300 payment. And straight away, John was like, this is not right. What is going on? So he made an excuse and said, can you call me back in 10 minutes? Like someone's just aren't, you know, at the door. So he got off the phone, logged on to our internet banking and saw that within a second this £300 payment had come through out and then also this much much larger like I don't mind saying what it was for for it so it was pretty much for like all our savings which was like that's seven or eight thousand pounds so it was a big big payment and straight away we were like oh my god what is going on and um your, your minds and hearts must have been just racing we were just, at that point uh, well we were but we were also really confused we were like what what has gone on at and that we, point did you still think that it was an error with the bank no that when the, the larger payment came out we were like okay this is not right um because basically i don't know if it's the same for every bank but um this bank has a two-step process so you if a payment to someone new you, you, comes out you have to first of all like obviously do it online and then they send you a text message to say have you confirmed this they send you a passcode and you say yes and blah 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 um so the the thing that made the alarm bells was that john hadn't sent the text confirming it yeah um so anyway we um we rang the bank and they straight away were like yes you know something's something has happened um and and that was that and you know there was nothing that we could do um like they said oh we'll look into it like give us some time to look into it we might be able to recover the money if like we can find the person so it was kind of a waiting game but the one thing that they did say was that John had confirmed they had a record to say that John had confirmed the text message saying yes that that transaction's genuine so they had a record of john texting yeah, so back. they had a, a, a record on the screen that john had sent it and we were adamant that he hadn't sent it and they were saying you have sent it um and that was that for the for the next kind of few days so then um i got a call um from somebody like it must have been about five days later just saying you know we had actually funnily enough we had a tax bill that we had to pay um at that point and my um grandpa had to help us like with the tax bill um we've obviously paid him back now that's the worst time of the year as well isn't it for you to just lose all your savings like that just before christmas yeah it was like you say the time you got to pay your tax it's just like it's such a weird feeling like being a victim of that kind of fraud because you know you just feel really violated like in terms of you know you just it was just such a weird and it just was just so awful the fact that he'd like not that it would have made it better, but like the fact that he was speaking on to us on the phone and he was asking like how the kid, you know, like what we were yeah. going to get the kids for Christmas. Did and, John feel embarrassed? Yeah, think? he was, and and he felt so guilty. Like you know, John's a grown man and he cried like a few times, like because he was just. I think it was a bit of pride, it was embarrassment because, like you say, it's really easy to say, "Oh, I would not never have given to you know two digits of my bank passcode." That's you never give your internet bank passcode, yeah. but until it's you that's in that situation. Um, so anyway, we rang back and forth like a lot over the and and the only thing that they said was if there's a way of being able to prove that the texts weren't sent by you. So um, John went into Vodafone and got an itemised bill. This was about a week later because firstly they were saying, we also looked at a lot of horror stories online and so many like bad stories of people losing like 
like I think there was a guy that lost like 23,000 oh. and never got it back oh. and just awful like really awful that's the worst thing you can do though is to read all those stories yeah in that situation. No, and, it, and it was not looking good and like our family kept saying oh you'll get the money back but we were just reading these stories saying that because we'd agreed to this text me- it looked like we'd sent this text message back that we weren't gonna get it back so anyway John went into um, Vodafone and got an itemized bill we had to send it off and blah 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 and um, eventually it was must have been about three or four days before Christmas like this really nice man like there was you know like you just always get one person that's obviously trying to help you yeah. and said that um, that we'd been able to prove it because even with that proof they were like it's still you know it could have been anything so um, yeah he rang us back and said that like we at the time, this was a really relatively new scam because they're obviously always trying to find... There's probably a new one now. Like, they're always trying to find new ways to be able to do these scams. And at the time, we were one of the first... I don't know if it was the first people with any bank, but yeah, we were one of the first people to be able to actually prove that the text hadn't come from us. Yeah. Which is a bit of a weird thing because surely anyone would think of going in to get an itemised bill and showing it. But yeah, we were... Like, this is what the guy said. He yeah. said it was... We were one of the first people to be able to actually prove. So we got the money back. It's amazing that you yeah. got the money back. I mean, How did but, you feel oh. when you got the money back? I, I burst into tears to the guy on the phone. I was in the middle of self-play um, with some friends. And yeah, I burst into tears like, oh my God, thank goodness. Because it was just, oh, like, so much money to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though, because like hearing you talking about it and telling the story... Um, Obviously, you know, you're saying that, you know, John made a mistake when he gave the two mm. digits of his internet passcode. Um, the other mistake he made, not to make him feel even oh, worse, no. is, the <laughs> fact, to this, like, oh, God. is the fact that he rang the number in the text yes, message. Yes, exactly. Because if he had obviously just rung the number that is on the internet banking website or on the back of his card, yeah. Yeah. then they would have said to him, we haven't sent you any text message. And they probably would have, you know, done Straight something. Straight away. To... So that's, yeah, that's a really good lesson as well. Because um, I must admit, I always just ring the number on the back of the card. I don't even weirdly, and, I, and, and since this, I don't even try the number on the internet banking just right. in case somehow someone's managed to it's funny though isn't it because you almost get to a point where you become so distrustful of everything that it's you awful, see really and I, I mean I don't know if you're the same like I often get the odd well not often but I'll I'll get the odd call now I don't I don't speak like I'm yeah. like I'll ring you you back that's like, really good though that's because I just I'm so paranoid yeah, about it that's really good um and the advice because um I was I was reading up on uh, the advice that take five give mm-hmm. to people who receive texts like this yeah so they call it smishing that's uh, exactly yeah. yeah yeah so if you if you get a, an email it's called phishing yeah ph but um what sms mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> phishing, phishing. well I guess they're phishing for details and phishing for information aren't they yeah but via sms so they call it smishing so i'll just read out what the advice that they mm-hmm. give just in case anyone else um you know might be in this situation who's listening um so they say a text might not be from who you think smishing is when criminals pretend that a message is from your bank or mm. another organization you trust so for example you might get a text that you think is from like your mobile phone provider yes, yeah. or mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing um they will usually tell you that there's been fraud on your account and they will ask you to deal with it by calling a number or visiting a fake website to update your personal so details. Yes. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, the the lengths that some of these scammers will go to. Because it, it's almost like emails have been around a long time. So if I ever get an email from the bank now, I'm like, no. Do you get emails quite a lot? Quite a lot that... Normally emails from other banks that I'm not yes. with. I'm like, yes, I'm actually not with NetWest, so that's weird. And sometimes um, you can tell because like the, 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 there's a slight spelling mistake yes. on like the yeah. bank. But or... I think they're getting so clever at that now as well. Yeah. Like, they do look genuine, I think. I but... get quite a few from like PayPal that aren't yes, actually from PayPal. PayPal yeah. And it will say click through. And every Everything will be the same, like the footer yes. or the email. Yeah, it's really, really hard, I think, to tell. One really good thing to do if you get an email is to hover your mouse over the from, you know, like the, the little field where it says yeah. who it's from, and it will show up the actual email address that it's been sent from. Because oh, you know how good, when you yeah. send an email, it'll come up from Katie Ellison. Yeah. It won't come up with your actual email yeah. address. Mm-hmm. But if you hover over the Katie Ellison, your email address I will never show. I never doing that. And so it shows up whether it's some really weird like Gmail yeah. or Hotmail yeah. or something. <laughs> you obviously know it's not going to be. Exactly. Um, so yeah, back to the advice from Take 5. They say... Um, that uh, it's really important that you take a moment to stop and think mm. and realise that this is the fraud. Um, so three signs that a text message might not be genuine. John, if you're listening to this, this is what you should have done. Um, okay, so the three signs are, it asks you to provide sensitive personal or financial information, passwords, or to make transactions by following a link in the message. It asks you to call a certain number, but that number is unknown to you. Mm-hmm. In this case, call your bank on a number that you trust to check the number and the message is authentic, e.g. the number on the back of your card. Um, and three, the sender uses an urgent tone, urging you to act now. Interestingly, it doesn't mm. sound like the guy you spoke to had an he ur- couldn't have been urgency. More... And what I find crazy is, I mean, like maybe just because he's on the phone, he thinks, well, no one can... But like, how crazy to like he was just so relaxed like Mm. so calm and you know he was committing like you know but you'll never know whether maybe he was whether he was personally doing I'm sure it's not just one guy sat in his bedroom doing it it must be like a you know a a big you know professional operation but it's just like you know was he I just love to know who it was like you know like he sounded such a like well-to-do, normal, nice person. I guess that's part like of the scam, though, isn't and it? Laughing, yeah. That's part of it. Is that you know they will do everything they can to make it sound. But genuine. he must have, you know, and also how, like, it, it can't happen all the time. So he must have been like adrenaline going, thinking, "Oh, this is actually working." But in like, fact, if that's his job, it probably does happen all the time, doesn't it? It's crazy. Um, so have you had any, any any other kind of instances since then? Where no, absolutely nothing. Nothing no. by text. No. And you, do you think you've essentially like like I'm your mum? Have you yeah. learned your lesson? Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. But even you know, even if John does get a text from the bank now that is genuine, we are really paranoid about it. So in a weird sort of way, it's kind of good it ha- has happened because yeah. it has made us sort of um, kind of a bit more well, not really a bit more untrusting, <laughs> yeah. which isn't very nice. But. No, no, no. But you know, it's totally understandable. Uh, and one theme that has kind of come through in the months that I've um, kind of been working with Take Five. Mm is how busy mums are being targeted or busy mm. parents are being targeted. Well, that's it, like at Christmas time when you're obviously rushed off your feet. Exactly. And you're... I mean, how, how busy would you describe your and John's sort of day-to-day life? You've got three kids. Yeah, exactly. Things must be pretty but, hectic. You know, they're so clever, aren't they? Because they did it, like, before Christmas. They did it at a time when, you know, whether you've got... I mean, they must have known we'd got kids, probably. Like, well, I don't know if they'd know that, but they knew quite a lot of information. 
Um, but it's whether... Um, probably read your blog, Katie. Yeah, I know, they probably do. <laughs> Hi, if you're listening. Follow you on Instagram. We got, we got our, oh, well, it doesn't matter if we got our money back because they've still got our money. Like, you know, the bank's obviously... Yeah, it's a bank's out of pocket. I hope you're enjoying my savings. <laughs> this is awful. Oh. Um, but yeah, like, it is it has definitely made me think about sort of what information... I give out and things now, but... Yeah, so mm. the key message is, no matter how busy you are, uh, running around, you know, looking after the children, no matter what time of year it is and you feel that things are really mm. hectic, if you get anything, whether it's a text message or an email or a phone call and any alarm bells ring, it is so important just to step away and mm-hmm. take five minutes, just yeah. a bit of a thing. And, so. and that's exactly it. You know, had John maybe been in a better frame of mind, he might not have done it, but you know he was dealing with the kids it was half past five it was yeah, mm. yeah that's not a good time of day for no. anyone no exactly <laughs> but if they'd called me at, like called us at half past seven when we had a glass of wine and oh that, different story yeah. <laughs> katie thank you so much for chatting to me that's i really right. appreciate you telling me about your experience big thank you for listening today for more information on everything we talked about today and for more advice on avoiding scams visit the Take 5 website at www.take5-stopfraud.org.uk. That's take5-stopfraud.org.uk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.